Welcome to the Farm Safe Podcast, brought to you by the Great Plains Center for Agricultural Health. In the blink of an eye, an injury can change your life and your farm forever. During each episode, workers in agriculture and public health share firsthand stories and real-life tips for making safer and healthier decisions while on the farm. While the forestry industry has a fairly homogenous workforce, there has been more effort to increase the diversity in the occupation in recent years. Yet, only 34% of forestry workforce is women, according to the USDA Forestry Service. We know that in agriculture and in forestry, women can experience disadvantages in equipment design and in personal protective equipment sizes, as products in these industries are often designed with male figures in mind. Today, we are getting insight as to what being a woman in forestry is like with Sabrina's firsthand experiences. Would you mind introducing yourself and sharing what led you to your current role in forestry? My name is Sabrina Kiefer. I went to Iowa State for originally animal ecology, but then I added forestry on. And then I've just kind of focused more on forestry since I graduated. Graduated in 2020. While I was there, I did a summer internship between my junior and senior year. And that's what led me to Amanda Forestry, which is where I currently work. Now I've been there for three years total, two years full time. I'm just one of the two foresters that they have there. Awesome. Thank you for explaining that. What do your day-to-day duties consist of? So it's kind of different each day, which is honestly why I love the job so much. We get to do like a little bit of everything. It's more like seasonal differences than like day to day. We do a lot of tree plantings in the spring. Then when the fall comes around, we do a lot of our own logging because we have 7,000 acres that we manage. So we have our own log skitters and stuff. So we do a lot of that. And then we also get to do the side of we have a sawmill, mail our own lumber. And then we also get to see it through the whole process of air drying, kiln drying. And then we get to work with the furniture shop so that we can process it a little bit and do some skip planing and stuff and then sell it. This past year, we got to seed a couple, I think, eight acres total in prairie seeding, which is cool because we do some prescribed fires to keep those going. And then lately, we've been doing a lot of outreach. That's awesome. Uh, Sounds like you guys really do a little bit of everything. Yeah, that's honestly why I love, like, I was looking for a job like this, and I just kind of got lucky. Like, my freshman year, we had a class where, like, professionals in our field would come and talk, oh, how they got into it and stuff they'd always be like, oh, honestly, I just got lucky. And me sitting there as like a freshman was, this is so unrealistic. Like, how can these people just be like, oh, I just got lucky, you know? And then now I'm like, well, you know, I just got lucky. (laughs) It sounds like it worked out pretty great for you. Yeah, it did. Yeah. That's wonderful. Sabrina explains that within a forestry company, there are multiple roles. And some of these roles do not include hands-on field work. For instance, in addition to the manual labor in the forest, there is administrative work in the office and lumber sales. Often, men do the manual labor work in the forest, while the female worker may work in lumber sales or the office. Sabrina explains how she works with a male forester, and they both share manual labor tasks, including operating the log splitter and running chainsaws. 
She mentions that at times she does feel outnumbered in the highly male-dominated industry. However, she is hopeful that there will be a rise in females employed in forestry and the gender diversity will grow as more outreach is done in schools to promote the job to young girls. In your opinion, what are changes to the forestry industry that might make it more inviting to women workers? I would say a lot of it's mental, a stigma of women shouldn't be there. So that's kind of hard to change. That's just a societal thing that we need to slowly chip away at. But as for like physical things that could change, a lot of the machinery that you use in this field is not meant for females or just smaller people, I guess, in general. One of the things we do is we mill lumber and the sight glass that you use so that you know you're cut in at the right number for like inches and stuff. To be able to see clearly through it, I have to stand on my tippy toes and I'm by four. So that's like pretty average for like a female height, I feel. You're just like always on your tippy toes when you're the one trying to mill. And then like the log skitter, you have to sit at the very front of the seat. You can't sit back into how you're supposed to sit in the seat or else you won't be able to reach the pedals and everything. And then starting a chainsaw, we have two big chainsaws that we use a lot. And we have one that I know this one I can start and the other one I cannot. The main difference is that the pole cord to start it has been broken before. So it's shorter than the other one. And since it's shorter, like my arm can pull it all the way fully out so that it starts where the other one is like, there's no way. I always have to get him to start it. And then I always feel like, man, like, why can't I start my own chainsaw? Then I feel horrible. But yeah. It sounds like the tools available to you and the buildings you work in haven't been adjusted to address smaller workers. Since the average U.S. male is about six inches taller than the average U.S. woman, it is not surprising that it may be hard to do the same job as others. The fields of human factors and ergonomics help businesses understand and design work that fit all body types, and these improvements should help improve the safety of female forestry workers. Given these limitations, what advice do you have for women who are considering a career in forestry? I say to go for it. Yeah, there's a lot of hurdles, but it's definitely a blast and I think a field worth pursuing. It's going to get better. I'm hopeful that it's going to get better. And I know that there's more females coming in to forestry now, but you definitely need thick skin to be able to put up with everything. Be prepared to struggle with clothing. The men's section is your best friend. They just don't make women's clothes to last, but men's clothes is okay. <laughs> so, no, that's that's really helpful. <laughs> yeah. I know you mentioned earlier that you noticed that there's a difference in expectations between male and female workers in forestry. My final question is Is there anything you wish you knew sooner about working in a male dominated industry? When I went into it, I never, the thought really didn't even cross my mind, like, hey, you're going into a male-dominated field, make sure you're prepared. But I would say, yeah, it's going to be hard, but you will find out how much support you'll have. The amount of people who aren't in my field, but like in my regular everyday lives, they are so supportive of the job that you do. And honestly, like you never think that you're going to inspire anybody, But then when you are in a male-dominated field, you find that you do inspire people without really trying to. In August of 2020, Iowa experienced a derecho. 
This was a widespread, long-lived windstorm that passed through Nebraska, Iowa, Illinois, Wisconsin, and Indiana. In eastern Iowa, winds of 126 miles per hour damaged crops, houses, utility services, and knocked down many trees, hundreds of thousands in Cedar Rapids, Iowa alone. I assume that as a forestry expert, your skills were highly sought after. After the derecho, I was helping some family and friends of the family. I was the only one running a chainsaw that wasn't my dad or uncle. It's like our older guys. There were some other females there, but they were picking up the branches and stuff. During the water break, they were like, I'm so happy you could come. It's so cool seeing you run a chainsaw with all the other guys. And I'm so happy my daughters are here to see you do that. And it's just a very heart-touching moment. So you will inspire people without trying to, but that's a benefit of being in the male-dominated field. And then I guess I just wish I knew how to adapt more or not adapt more, but like that I knew that I would need to adapt. You need to figure out different ways to do certain things because you might not be as strong as other people, but there's other ways to like move lumber around or something that you just don't think about. I think that a lot of the females in male-dominated fields just have to get the same amount of stuff done in the same amount of time. Just how they do it might be a little bit different, but it, they'll still get it done. Thank you again, Sabrina, for taking time out of your schedule to share perspectives on unique safety concerns facing women in forestry. More resources on this topic, including PPE for women in forestry, will be linked in the show notes. Ill-fitting PPE is extremely dangerous. And as an example, if a clothing item is too baggy, the material can get caught on a branch going into a chipper and drag you in with it. You are less likely to wear the proper PPE for your job if it is ill-fitting, which is a safety risk. We want to hear from you. Share your stories about health and safety issues on the farm, about injuries that made you change the way you work, or about the ways you keep yourself and others safe on your farm. Also, let us know if there are any topics that you want to hear about on the air. You can visit our website at gpcah.org or email us. Original music for the Farm Safe podcast was written and performed by Ben Schmidt. This work was funded by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention as part of the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health Great Plains Center for Agricultural Health.